Sorry, everybody. Uh, we were experiencing sound issues, so let's continue with our sports show part two. So, Austin, continue what you were saying about the Bucks and Raptors series. That's where we left off. Yeah, well, tonight, uh, like I said, I, I expect the I expect the Bucks to win this one pretty easily. It, it might be a little bit of a close game, but I expect them to win somewhere around ten points. But I think that in game two, the Raptors should steal the home court advantage from the Bucks, and I think that they'll ultimately end up winning in game seven just because Kawhi Leonard has a lot of help around him. I, I think that he's got a little bit more help than Giannis does, and I think that'll be the X factor in this series. But the main factor for the Raptors could be Siakam. I mean, he was he was forced to take a lot of jump shots because he was guarded by Joel Embiid last series. So he, he was a factor, but he wasn't, he wasn't as – um, he wasn't as much of a force as I expected him to be in the last series, but I expect his production to go up this series because, well, he's no longer guarded by Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, when he was guarding him last series, he was forcing him to take all these jumpers, and which he wasn't accustomed to, and, and not a lot of them were falling. So now in this series, I think he's got a little matchup, and I think that that could really help him in this Bucks series, and I think that that's what's going to put the Raptors over the top in Game 7. Absolutely. So, again, I want to apologize to everybody out there who was listening to us. We were going through uh, audio sound issues. So, now we're back again. So, we want to apologize to everybody out there again. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah, we're not sure either. So, let's get back to some good stuff here. So, who's your pick in the West Finals? I say war. I say Blazers in seven. See, I, I've, I've got the Warriors in five. I, I think that they just can't compete with this Warriors team. I mean – you look at last night's performance, and I mean, yes, Lillard and McCollum are not going to have that terrible of a game every single game this series. They're, they're going to have a couple good games here. But, I mean, you look at them last night, Lillard and McCollum, they combined for 11 for 31 shooting last night. Uh, the, the Trailblazers had 31 points off – or the Warriors had 31 points off turnovers. Curry tied his career high with nine three-pointers last night. He looked like a beast, and so did Klay Thompson. They're back to the old-school Warriors without Kevin Durant. I mean, they're not a better team without Kevin Durant, but – I mean, they still look pretty damn good, and I, I just don't think that the star power of the Trailblazers can match up with the star power of the Warriors and that experience. The Trailblazers are a good team. They got a lot of heart, but, I mean, we're talking about the Warriors here. They don't have a chance. Yeah, we'll see about that. So you say Warriors in six or Blazers in seven? I say Warriors in five. Oh, okay. So that being <laughs> said, everybody, uh, breaking news to talk about, but let's talk about some head coaching hires other than the Vogel hire. We talked about, obviously, the Luke Walton hire with uh, Sacramento. What were your thoughts about Monty Williams being hired with the Phoenix Suns and also John Beeline that, with the Cavs? It shows that the Cavs were going for it. Yeah, the Cavs really went for it. I mean, they gave him, a, I believe it was a five-year deal, which, I mean, they're all in on this guy. And, um, I mean, he's got, he had a lot of valuable experience in Michigan, and he had, he had a couple good coaching years there. So we'll see how it translates to translates to Cleveland, but I mean I don't expect too much out of them, especially not within the next few seasons. So we'll see if he can try to turn that franchise around in the post LeBron era. But um, as for Luke Walton to the to the Kings, yeah, I really like that one as well. It's it's a good move for the Kings. I like that one better than the Cavaliers coaching change. But yeah, I think that that's pretty good, and he'll gel well with those young players in Sacramento. And then you talked about Monte Williams with Phoenix. I think Monte Williams will be a good leader for them. Yeah, I mean, and and, they, and that's what they need. They got a lot of young guys, and and the problem with the Phoenix Suns right now is really not their young players. It's just the fact that their facilities and their recruiting is behind because they're kind of behind the times of the NBA. I mean, 
they don't have the up-to-date facilities as much as a lot of other teams do. They're a smaller market. But hopefully Monty Williams can can turn this around over there and try to get some heavy production from those players, those young guys, and, and a player like Devin Booker. I hate to see Phoenix waste his career away because, I mean, he's had a lot of big-time offensive performances, and, and he could be an off- offensive freak in the NBA, and, and he's kind of emerging as one. And I hope, hopefully Monty Williams can just help him explode in that offense and continue to be a consistent offensive player. Oh, absolutely. You're right about that. So, with that being said, now let's go on to the NFL. Let's recap the 2019 NFL draft. We didn't do our draft recap, our, our mock draft and all that, but all in all, I thought it was a great draft. And early favorites to win the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year is, uh, I think, Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa for Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. Those, yeah. That's who I favor heading into like- the 2019 season. Okay, I, I like those picks. I, I think that um, another guy to watch for as a as a rookie of the year candidate is uh, Devin White out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think he'll have a heavy workload. The guy out of LSU, and, and he's a beast. He's explosive, and and uh, he he's gonna pair well in that linebacker course. So I'm excited for him. And and I and I and I could see Kyler Murray. He he's gotta he's gotta explode over there in the Arizona Cardinals. He doesn't have a whole lot of weapons quite yet. So I don't know if I'd go as far as making him a, an early rookie of the year candidate. But I mean. It wouldn't come as a surprise to me, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, this is this has been a good draft, and I thought I thought the Raiders went for it with Clean and Farrell. I thought they were going with Josh Allen, but I think Clean and Farrell isn't that bad of a pick for them as well. Yeah, that that was a huge shock to me. I think that Josh Allen would have been the right pick there. So if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm a little disappointed in that pick. I I would have much rather had Josh Allen out of Kentucky, but I mean. He, I mean, he ranked 14th on, on, a, on a lot of big boards, and, and he, he took that big jump to number four. So uh, I, I don't think I would have picked him over an Ed Oliver or a Josh Allen, like I said. But because to me, that just doesn't make a lick of sense. But, but I mean, okay, let's see, how, let's see how he can perform on, on the D-line in Oakland. And, and he, is, he is a Clemson prospect, he's, or he's a Clemson product, and we know that they produce a lot of those big-time players in the defensive line. So they went all in on him, and hopefully it works out for him. Oh, absolutely. So with that being said, um, let's talk about – let's also talk about uh, before we get into the uh, off-season previews and we'll save the draft grades for the Patriots Saints topics and the Rams Chargers uh, topics in, in, in just a minute. But we'll save the Rams and Chargers uh, – uh, draft grades next week. So let's start with the. We'll do the Patriots Saints draft grades in just a minute. But news to talk about here is that the Jets fired Mike McCagnan as their general manager. Did you think the Jets made the right decision to do this and make Adam Gase their interim GM? Well, look. I mean, they they haven't had a whole lot of success, and and, and they're in a poor division. I mean, aside from the Patriots, I mean, they got they get to play the Dolphins and the Bills two times a year. So, I mean, I expect them to just they, – they got to figure out a way to just get back into the mix of things and get back into the playoffs. And that hasn't happened in recent years. And Jets the, – the, the Jets' front office and their fans are fed up. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was about time for a change up there. They landed big with Le'Veon Bell this offseason, so that's huge for them. And hopefully that can turn their offense around and get them going. So, yeah, I think it was the right move at the right time, and it was time for a change in New York. Absolutely. So, with that being said um... – Let's go on and talk about the uh, 2019 offseason preview, 2019 season previews with the Patriots and Saints. But before we get to my Patriots, because I have a lot to say on the Patriots, let's start with your Saints first. So let's start with the Saints 
and uh, let's talk about what your favorite off-season move was for the Saints. Well, and my favorite for me, I I like the Jared Cook the Jared Cook signing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. The Jared Cook signing to me is what I was most excited about. He's a he's emerging as a top tight end in the league, and and I mean, I've said it I've said it a lot, and and I've said it a few times that, um, I mean. He, he he was a standout player for the Oak, for Oakland Raiders, and he was just a huge force for the for such a poor offense in Oakland. Now he gets to come to an explosive offense in in New Orleans that's tight end friendly and led by future Hall of Famer Drew Brees. So I expect his production to continue to go up and um, be possibly a top five tight end in the league next year. I, I keep an eye on him, and I'm really excited about him in that passing game because you look at a guy like. Benjamin Watson, who just went to the Patriots, he's 38 years old, and he was third in receptions for the Saints last year. So now you bring in a, a little bit younger of a guy in, uh, in Jared Cook, and I think that he can really be a solid production of a tight end for the Saints. Yeah, you're absolutely uh, right about that. Uh, so, so. So that being said, um, so that being said, everybody, um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Ben Watson because now he is he used to play for the Patriots and he's a familiar face there. But I do think Ben Watson will it knows New England. He knows this offense very well, and I think that this I think the Patriots offense is going to be in good hands. Yeah, I'm I'm excited I'm excited for his opportunity. I'm I'm sad to see him go from the Saints cuz uh he was a great locker room presence for the Saints and great player on and off the field. So, I I got a lot of respect for him and I I think that I mean, I think that Austin Severian Jenkins for the Patriots will still carry the majority of the receiving role and I think that he'll carry a lot of the weight at the tight end position. He'll be complimented well with Benjamin Watson, but at 38 years old, I think he's still got a little bit left in the tank. So we'll see how he can perform coming out of retirement here. Yeah, I expect him to be the number one tight end when when we get, when we get the start into the Patriots. So uh, so now let's switch back to the Saints here. So aside from what you, what what my what our favorite offseason uh, addition was for the Saints and Jared Cook, I like the addition of of Latavius Murphy. And even though I hate to say this, he used to be a New England Patriot. Malcolm Brown. Yeah, I'm excited about Malcolm Brown. He adds a lot of depth to that line, and and I think that he's he's a big time run stopper for him that that they're going to need, especially with Rankins going down last last year with the Achilles injury. So, and I, and I'm excited about Latavius Murray as well. I mean, the the biggest thing that they lost was Mark Ingram, and that was and the and the problem with that is it was a big loss, uh, in as a locker room presence. I mean, he brought a lot of a lot of um fun and excitement to that locker room, which I really love the most about him. Uh, it's sad to see him go, but Latavius Murray is, is going to be a solid compliment to Alvin Kamara now. I mean, he, he's he, he's pretty equivalent up there with, with Mark Ingram, so I don't think that it's too much of a drop, drop off in the backfield for the Saints. So I'm excited about Latavius Murray as well, and I'm excited to see what he can do backing up Alvin Kamara. I think Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara will, will get a fair amount of carries so that it doesn't put a lot of pressure on uh, Alvin Kamara. And also, don't rule out putting Taysom Hill at the running back spot. Yeah, and with Sean Payton, you know he won't. I mean, the guy's the guy's all over the place with Taysom Hill. He really loves him, and uh, he can play a lot of different positions out there. We even saw him lining up in the slot as a receiver last year. So 
I, that, that wouldn't surprise me to see him join that, that duo in the backfield. So I think we'll see him a lot at that quarterback and that option, that wildcat kind of formation as well, like they did last year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see his role again next season. Absolutely. So, with that being said, my favorite re-signing for the Saints was when they re-signed uh, Will Lutz, clutch kicker at 24 years old. Yeah, he's been a huge performer for the Saints, and I hope that they can keep him a lo- around for a long time. I mean, he's a young guy. I hope that they can continue to extend his contract for his whole career. I mean, I, he's never done anything to disappoint me as a Saints fan, so I'm all for him. I, I love that the, that the Saints were able to get another solid kicker and cont- and extend his uh, contract and keep him for a couple more years here to come. And then let's talk about draft picks for the Saints. So my favorite draft pick for the Saints is drafting Eric McCoy, who I expect to be the starting center to, for him to snap the ball to Breeze. And then Nick Easton, who you got, I expect him to start at one of the guard positions. Yeah, and I think that that's what they had in mind when they drafted McCoy. Uh, he, he's a big-time performer. I mean, people don't know, but he only allowed one sack his entire college career, which is which is pretty impressive. So – uh, they got the best free agent available, the best free agent center available in Nick Eason from uh, the Vikings. So I'm ex- I'm really excited about that, and he can add some some depth to that offensive line. But I, I do see they're going to have a little battle here in training camp. So we'll see if McCoy if it's McCoy or Eason at the center position. But I expect both of them to start in some way on the offensive line. Yeah, I I think I think Easton will start at one of the guard positions for the Saints, and you obviously know. You got Armstead starting at right tackle or left tackle or something like that. Andres Pete is, is, is a solid addition to that line for the Saints. But really, but really with the Saints, my breakout rookies for the Saints this year is uh, Eric McCoy and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from Florida, the safety out of Florida. Yeah, I'm really excited about him. I think he's the rookie that I'm most excited about because a lot of people had him higher on their big boards. He ended up dropping to the fourth round, but I think that he is one of the better, uh, better defensive players in this draft. And, and in recent years, I'm, uh, the saints have drafted pretty well. So I, I'm, I'm excited for his performance. They've drafted well on the defense side of the ball and offensive side of the ball in recent years. And I think that they may have done it again here. They didn't have a number one draft. They didn't have a first round draft pick, but I think that they still made out pretty well in the draft year. Absolutely. So when I look at the, uh, offensive line depth for the saints here, I ha- I have Eric McCoy starting at center and Nick Easton starting at right guard. Yeah, I can I could absolutely see that. I'm I'm really excited about this offensive line. They they've been very good in, in protecting Drew Brees lately, and and I hope that that continues next season. I think they have upgraded this offensive line a little bit, and uh, that 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 helps bring a lot of excitement to this offense next year for Saints fans. And then my breakout players, my and those are my breakout rookies: Nick, uh, Eric McCoy, and. Uh, and the safety I was talking about from Florida, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, he's going to be a beast for them. And, and, and the cool thing about him is he, he can line up in a lot of different ways. I mean, he could be that cover one guy or, or he can line up near the linebacker position and, and blitz and be a run stopper. So he, he's, he's a ball hawking safety too who, who can really explode and, and jump up and, and, and go get the ball. So I'm excited about him on that defensive side of the ball, and, and I'm and I'm interested to see how much playing time he gets as well, and and how he can complement Marcus Williams. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and also uh, 
And also uh, Marshawn Lattimore, too, at the right corner. He's a corner, so we don't have to talk about that. So, with that being said, here, breakout players for the Saints this year on offense, you already know. I already know what I'm going to get from Drew Brees. So, I'm going to pick a guy that I think is going to take off this year. I know what I'm going to get from Alvin Kamara. I'm going to go with Traquan Smith. And on defense, I'm going with uh, Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankins. I love that pick on Marcus Davenport. I really like that pick. I agree with you 100% there. On the offensive side of the ball, I mean, I already know what I'm getting from the from the big three and Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, and, and Michael Thomas. So I'm going to go with uh, Jared Cook. Uh, I mean, I, I continue to rave about him. I'm, I'm really excited to see him perform. I've got really high hopes for him. I hope he doesn't disappoint me. But um, I, I've got him as my breakout player on the offense. I think he's going to explode in that, in that Saints offense. And I and you agree with what I said about who I think is going to take off this year is Traquan Smith. Yeah, I mean the the Saints need another premier wide receiver. So Traquan Smith, I'm I'm praying to God that he could break out next year because if he can, that that that's just going to make that Saints offense just that just that much more dangerous. He caught Drew Brees' uh, milestone uh, passing yards touchdown. Yeah, it was awesome to see a rookie be able to do that and, and get that connection with Drew Brees. Uh, he was a little inconsistent last season, which which wasn't great, but um, the, the Saints had a lot of injuries at that wide receiver position. They're going to get a couple guys back like Cameron Meredith, and we'll see what happens with Des Bryant here in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope that Traquan Smith can break out for them because he is a good young player, but he was a little bit inconsistent. So we need to see that consistency come back. And, and if it does, he could be a big-time force for the Saints. Let's talk about now what games to look forward to in the Saints' schedule. So, I say I look forward to their week one matchup at the Dome against the Texans, and then when they come to L.A. to play the Rams in a wild but crazy NFC title game rematch. And, of course, when the, when the Saints played, when the Saints renew their rivalry against the Falcons on November 10th in week 10, and when they play the Falcons again at the, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, you got to love those Thanksgiving Day games, and the, the Saints are going to get another one this year, which I'm really excited about. But I think it's pretty obvious here for me. I'm most excited about that rematch of the NFC Championship game, which included one of the most controversial calls in NFL history and, and the reason for the new for the new pass interference rule. So I'm, I'm excited to see them go up against the Rams in week two. We, we, as I think that all of the NFL fans will be very excited about this one, and, and the best part about it is – that this highly anticipated game, we're not going to have to wait too long for it. I mean, it comes week two, right? Right off the bat, the blood's the blood's still there. That the, the feud is still going. The fire's still lit, and uh, we get to get it early in the season, which I'm really excited about. What if the game was at the dome again? <laughs> Do you think like? Imagine if you were at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and then the Rams play the Saints again. And I'm going to tell you. The Saints fans are going to have booze when the Rams come out of the tunnel. Oh, absolutely. I hope, I hope that they can travel well out there to L.A. because uh, they need a couple of those Saints fans packing up, packing up the L.A. stadium. If, if that game was in New Orleans, man, that place would be rocking. I think that, that, could, that, could, be, uh, that could be breaking sound records over there if it was, if it was in New Orleans. But it's, uh, unfortunately, it's in L.A., but I, I think that the Saints, they, they're going to have to bring that heart. They're going to have to bring that fire. They're going to have to be angry. Yeah, because the Saints don't normally play well on the road because Drew Brees is more of a dome quarterback. He is, and they'll they're be a outside. good home team, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely will factor in. But uh, luckily for Drew, the weather's nice over there uh, year-round. So 
I don't think you'll have too much problem with being outside in L.A. just because the weather is always nice. It is on the road, which is a little tough, and, and it's going to be a hostile environment. But, I mean, these guys are out for revenge. I mean, they want to avenge that, that, that heartbreaking loss that they once again suffered in the playoffs. And I, I think that they could do it in L.A. They sure can. And then after that, the Saints have to stay in the West Coast to go to Seattle after that and play in the twelve. Yeah, they've got a tough early schedule there. I mean, because that's not going to be an easy West Coast trip. And uh, Seattle and the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. So I think the Saints will win. They'll win at home against Houston. Then they'll go one and two against the Rams and Seahawks. And then I think they'll go two and two. And then from from week four on, they'll they'll take they'll take off. Yeah, I think towards the middle of the season, we'll really you'll really see where they take off. Because I mean. The Saints usually don't perform that well early in the early in the season. And we saw that last year. I mean, people they struggled against the Browns. They they lost in a shootout against the Buccaneers last year. And people were already calling them out. They were saying, "Look, I mean, these guys are supposed to be Super Bowl contenders and they're losing to the Buccaneers and almost losing to the Browns." I mean, it took some luck there to beat the Browns last season and and so they showed that they're not good performers earlier in the season, but they're going to have to step it up this year because they got some big time teams that they got to play. Yes, the Seahawks have dropped off a little bit. They've lost a couple of key players. But um, they're still, they're still going to be a, a dangerous team to play, especially in Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, right, about, you're right about that. So now with that being said here, let's, talk, let's switch to the Patriots now. So let's talk about the Patriots. So before we get to the Patriots here, what's your draft grade on the, on the New Orleans Saints? New Orleans Saints, I, I had them at an A minus. They did pretty. I think they did pretty well, and, and unfortunately, they didn't have that first round pick. But I think that they utilized their late round picks as best as they could. I actually didn't look at one single pick that I was disappointed about. I was really excited about it, so I give them a. I give them an A minus. I'm with you on that one, an A minus for the Saints as well in this draft. So now let's go to the Patriots. Now, so the Patriots, for the first time since '09, Rob Gronkowski will not be on the on the active roster and the team's former starting tight end will not be on the active will not be on the active roster but the, for the first time in 09 the patriots are getting a familiar face back in Ben Watson so tell me what you liked about Ben Watson with New Orleans and you know Ben Watson was a patriot in the past right well what i liked about him most i mean even at his old age he had a lot of heart he brought a lot of excitement to the locker room which was which i mean is undervalued i mean for sure and uh, like I said, he was third in receptions for the Saints last season, which is huge. I mean, especially because he's – I mean, I'm emphasizing that age. I mean, he's, he's 38 now. He's, he was 37 last season. So, I mean, he's still got that production there, and I think he could be a big player and a big weapon for Tom Brady to utilize. Absolutely. So, before we get into more of the Patriots, so projected record of your Saints this year. I say the Saints are going to be 14-2 and two this year. I see them – Maybe dropping off a little bit. I could see them at a at somewhere around eleven and five. The reason why I say fourteen and two is because those two losses will come on the road, and after those losses, when they come home to play, play when they have their next home game with Dallas after their home game with the Texans, I could see them really taking off. Yeah, the uh, the only reason why I have them dropping off record wise a little bit. I mean, I could see them around eleven because and five, reason, and I and I have them having I have the Saints repeating as the number one seed in the AFC in the NFC again because I feel like Drew Brees is going to be motivated than ever from that loss in the NFC title game. Last yeah, and, 
I mean, they they showed the motivation after they lost the, the Minneapolis Miracle, and and they came back. They made the they made the NFC Championship, and uh, unfortunately, they lost in heartbreaking fashion once again. But yeah, I, I just see them around that eleven and five, or maybe twelve and four. But I think that's a little generous. Uh, the only reason why I have them dropping off a little bit is just because that that schedule is pretty tough this year. I mean, especially earlier still, in the season. Do you still think the Saints will get a first round bye? I think that they'll definitely be either the one or two seed. I, I hope that they can get the first round bye. If they if they can land in the twelve and four range, then I think they'll get that first round bye. I they... I, I expect the Saints to get a first round bye this year because I think this will be good for Drew Brees to kind of give him a week a week off of rest. Yeah, the only reason why I have my doubts is just because of how tough that schedule is early on in the season, and they never play well early in the se- early in the season, and that's when they got to play well this year because they're playing those tough teams and they're playing a lot of tough away games. So I think that that that, that could cost them a couple wins there earlier in the season, which could hurt them in the long run. But yeah, I see them still grabbing that one or two seed in the NFC. Yeah, and then we talked about Ben Watson being a patron, but my favorite offseason pickup from the Patriots is. It's someone from the trade market, and we got Josh uh, Michael Bennett, who I think is going to bring bring a good presence to this defense. Yeah, he's going to be a huge immediate impact for the Pats right on that uh, on that uh, on that defensive line. And I'm also most excited about uh, Demarius Thomas. Uh, he's he's a close second for me behind Michael Bennett as as an absolutely. Ex- I'm I'm with you on that. Get keeping uh, Demarius top. Adding Demarius Thomas to the team, I'm excited to see him uh, be our number one receiver. You know, yeah, I'm I'm excited for him because hopefully he can come back off this injury and, and with flying colors. I hope he could be a beast once again because he's a, he'd be a dangerous weapon for Tom Brady to utilize. He's a big bodied receiver that can really go up and get it, and uh, he could be a pretty dangerous weapon for him. And he and I think he'll complement Nikhil Henry pretty well too. I, I'm really excited about him. He's my favorite draft pick for the Patriots. I mean, by far, he's an explosive receiver at Arizona State, and I think he'll be an immediate impact as well for Tom Brady. And then talk about the Patriots uh, losing Trey Flowers to the Detroit Lions. I thought that was a dumb move, but, you know, Bill Belichick doesn't want to overpay overpay uh, defensive ends, but I, I trust the, I trust his uh, draft process still and his offseason process still. Yeah, it is a little unfortunate that they lost there, and, and I'm a little disappointed in them for doing so, but they did, like we said, got, get Michael Bennett, and, and, and they, they lost a couple guys on their defensive line, which which stinks. They lost, like, Malcolm Brown as well. But Michael Bennett's going to be a good force for the, that defensive line, and I, I think that and a vet, can, And a veteran presence. Yeah, absolutely, and, and that's and that's the biggest thing. I think that they really what, – what's what people aren't talking about is how, how they improved that locker room chemistry and, and everything this offseason with the addition of Michael Bennett and, and – uh, Benjamin Watson so I think that they can that they've got a lot of momentum with these two guys and I think that they'll both be pretty solid pretty solid uh pieces for the Patriots next season yeah for another Super Bowl run I think the reason why Ben Watson is back with the Patriots is because I think he wants another Super Bowl run yeah I mean he he came out of retirement for this so I, I think he's got some pretty high expectations for his next season with the Patriots absolutely so so my favorite uh draft pick for the Patriots I'm going with I'm actually going to go with one, two, three, but four players that I like in this draft that the Patriots drafted because I feel like that those four are going to be impact players for this team right away. Uh, and Kale Harry, our 32nd pick. I love that pickup. I think he's going to make Tom Brady look good. I think Tom Brady's going to make him look good. 
Juwan Williams. I could see him leapfrogging uh, Jason McCourty as the team's starting number two corner, and Jason McCourty now being a slot slot corner because of his age. And Chase Winovich, I'm excited about because he plays like Clay Matthews. He kind of has the hair like Clay Matthews. <laughs> and also, Damian Harris from Alabama, who I think he and Sonny Michelle are going to complement each other very well. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see how Damian Harris can perform under that offense. He's, he's a, he was a great running back for Alabama, so I'm excited to see, uh, see it translate to the NFL. And like I said, for me, my, my favorite draft pick was just Nikhil Henry by far. I mean, I think that he was a top three receiver in this draft. The Patriots desperately needed some help at the wide receiver position. Especially on the outside, you know. Yeah, and and they and got I it. Expect and kill Harry to return punts too. Right, they got these two big-bodied receivers now, and I mean they can go up and get it. They're gonna be they could be some big-time red zone threats for him, and and he and Akil Henry's got a little bit of speed to go along with that big body as well. Absolutely. So, what do you think of the additions of Joan Williams and Chase Winovich? I think Chase Winovich, I think is stands out to me because he's going to be a steal. He's going to be a steal out of this uh, Patriots uh, rookie class, along with Joan Williams. Yeah, I think that out of those two, I'm more excited about Joan Williams. I think that they they needed some help on that defense in that secondary, and they they got it with Joan. So, I'm excited to see how he can perform, and and I think that he could be a could be a solid piece for them as well going forward. And then Chase Winovich from Michigan, who I think is going to be a, a tremendous player for us. We're yeah, he's good. Well, he's got all the potential in the world, so I see him hanging around the NFL for, for a while here. So I think that if he could come out and explode his rookie year, I think that he'll have a place on this team for a long time. Tell me about Damian Harris, the running back from Alabama. You go to the University of Alabama. You're around Alabama players as well. So do you think Damian Harris is going to make an impact on this Patriots team? Because you know Belichick loves Crimson Tide players, and he and Nick Saban have that good connection. Well, he's a great running back, and, I mean, he's got, he's got some fantastic NFL talent as well. The only reason why I don't see him having too big of a rookie season is just because of how crowded that, uh, that Patriots backfield is right now, and I think Sonny Michelle will emerge as the number one guy next year and, and continue to be a consistent performer for them. And, and, I mean, he had a big Super Bowl as well, so I think that he'll be their guy going forward. And uh, Damian Harris will probably come in, start, start the season around that third string, maybe second string if, if he really – I would want to yeah. on third down, you know. Right, and I and he he can really explode in that passing defense, that passing offense as well. He he's a great running back in the passing game, but um, I, I don't see him having an immediate impact. But as the season goes on, I think Belichick could try to find a way to fit him into that offense, and and he could be an explosive player for him. I mean, I hate to say this, I think Rex Burkhead probably will be left off the roster when Nick and uh, Damian Harris makes the roster because I kind of feel like we need to get a little younger with a running back position. Yeah, and, and I think that that's, that's kind of the way that they're going. I mean, um, you, you saw with them drafting a running back last year and Sonny Michelle and a running back this year. So two young guys to complement each other in that backfield, and I think that that's the route that the Patriots are trying to go, get younger at that, at that um, running back position and – and I think that they can find some early success next season and I, with Sonny Michelle. And I think that Damian Harris will, um, will come into his own towards the probably about three quarters of the way through the season. Absolutely. So that being said, here are my breakout rookies for the Patriots this year. I'm going to choose one. I, I said my breakout rookies for the Patriots and my breakout players on the Patriots this year on offense, Sonny Michelle and Isaiah Wynn. And on defense, I'm going to go with, Two, two defense, the two defensive ends, Derek Rivers and Dietrich Wise Jr. 
for me, I, I've got I've got the new guy in Michael Bennett and uh, on defense, and 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 for offense, I, I've got Sonny Michelle. I think, like I said, he, I think he's going to carry a really heavy load for them, and um, he showed last season that he's got a place in this team. He's got a place in this NFL in the NFL, and and he's going to be uh, he's going to be around for a long time. And I think that his production will increase next year. And I think that uh, Patriots fans will be very excited about him going forward. And then for the Patriots, my projected record for the Patriots this year is that they go 16-0 and a seventh Lombardi trophy coming back to one Patriot place. 16-0 seems a little optimistic, but uh, I, I've, got them, I've got them at 11-5 and just because their, their schedule does seem to be pretty damn tough there, and, and I, I, they don't play. They look tough because they start the first like eight games with non-playoff teams from last year. Right, but when you get towards the middle of the season, that's when they really start playing a, a, a couple of the the better the better side of things. That they're, they're lucky that um they they're, that they're lucky that they're in a poor division. So they're gonna win the division. They're gonna make the their the playoffs once again. I mean, they're lucky that they get to play the Dolphins and the Bills two times each. Because I mean, th- th- that's usually for them at least three guaranteed wins right right out the right out the and gate the Dolphins, for those two. Especially, especially you know I'm. Especially uh, when I look look at the schedule, the game to highlight for me is I look forward to their first game against Pittsburgh. Looking forward to seeing them play against the Dolphins and Brian Flores twice. Especially I'm looking forward to that game against Cleveland and that Super Bowl 52 rematch against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun game. And, and, and I think that they've got a lot of fun games on their schedule. But um, yeah, I just got them sitting at eleven and five. I just have them dropping off a bit from last season, and I mean they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still going to be contending for that Super Bowl. But as far as the regular season goes, I think that they'll have a little bit of a drop off, and and you might even hear those people at the beginning, like you do every year nowadays, saying, "Oh, this is it. This is the end of the Patriots dynasty." Blah blah blah. We hear it every year. It feels like it every year, but they just never go away. So I think that they will win this division again. They'll be back in the playoffs, and. Um, they'll be contending for that Super Bowl again. I expect this Patriots team to be uh, contending for the Super Bowl, but the game to highlight for me on the schedule is when they play Brian Flores, play the Jets twice with Le'Veon Bell and Sam Donald playing Pittsburgh week one, play the Browns week eight. I'm looking forward to that one. Looking forward to seeing them play the Giants on a Thursday night and then play the Eagles week 11. And then when they play the Dallas Cowboys week 12, I think weeks 11 and 12 will be Super Bowl previews. And then when they play the Texans and Chiefs weeks 13 and 14. For me, I'm most excited about that rematch, the AFC championship game when the Chiefs visit New England. It's a battle of some of the league's top quarterbacks and what what should be a relatively high-scoring game as well. It's Mahomes, the reigning MVP, and Brady, the reigning Super Bowl champion. So this game's not going to disappoint. It's a highly anticipated matchup. It, unfortunately for us football fans, it comes a little late in the season in week 14, so we'll have to wait a little bit to see it. But, uh, but I expect a lot of fun in this game. There's going to be a lot of offense. You know what they say, lots of offense, lots of fun. Absolutely. So final thoughts for the day for the, for, the, for, the NF, for the NBA is looking forward to having Frank Vogels, the next Laker coach. And for the NFL, uh, I can't wait to get this season started already so that, we, so that every Wednesday we'll do our uh, weekly recaps and then preview a new week and preview the Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night games of the year when the new season begins. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to have a lot to talk about going forward with uh, NBA draft coming up and uh, the NFL's starting to ramp up here in the offseason coming or it's coming to a close and, and the training camps will soon begin. So I'm, I'm excited for the upcoming NFL season. I'm excited for the NBA draft and um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. 
Yeah, that being said, you have a good week, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right.